Section 68 of United States Senate Election Expulsion and Censure Cases, 1793-1990, by Anne M. Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Joanne Turner. Case 66, David T. Corbin, 1833-1905, versus Matthew C. Butler, 1836-1909, South Carolina. Election case, February 13, 1877, to February 25, 1879. Issues, Reconstruction, Challenge to Legislature's Authority to Elect, Rival Legislatures, Allegations of Electoral Misconduct, Intimidation of Voters. Chronology number one, Credentials presented February 13, 1877. Referred to committee March 7, 1877. Senate vote November 30, 1877. Result, Butler seated. Chronology number two. Petition presented December 13, 1877. Referred to committee March 26, 1878. Committee report February 4, 1879. Senate vote. February 25, 1879. Result, Butler retained seat. Background. South Carolina did not escape the heated dissension that marked Reconstruction politics throughout the South. Manipulation of voting districts, establishment of inaccessible polling places, and violent disruption of political gatherings typified the conduct of resurgent Democrats seeking to regain political control of the state from the radical Republicans. At the same time, the composition of the United States Senate was also changing, as an influx of new Democratic members at the beginning of the 45th Congress in 1877 reduced the margin of Republican control to a slim 38 to 34, with one independent who generally voted with the Democrats. The closeness of the party division also contributed to the intensity of the struggle over these election cases. Statement of the Case After the November 1876 election, the upheaval in South Carolina led to the formation of two rival legislatures. One faction organized itself into a body called the Wallace House of Representatives, which acted alone as a legislature without any state senate, while the other legislature consisted of a state senate and a House of Representatives known as the Mackey House. Each claimed to be the lawful body and promptly elected a United States Senator for the term beginning March 4, 1877. The Mackey House, dominated by Republicans, elected David T. Corbin, whose election was certified by the outgoing Republican Governor, D.H. Chamberlain, while the Wallace House, named Matthew C. Butler, Democrat, whose credentials were signed by the incoming Democratic governor, Wade Hampton. A native South Carolinian, Butler was an attorney 
and had served as a general in the Confederate Army. Corbin was the Republican U.S. attorney in South Carolina. All too familiar with the convoluted, time-consuming arguments associated with contests between dual state legislatures, the Senate on March 7, 1877, sent the credentials of both David Corbin and M.C. Butler to the Committee on Privileges and Elections. Response of the Senate. On November 20, 1877, Alan Thurman, Democrat of Ohio, asked that the committee be discharged from further consideration of Butler's credentials. He pointed out that five weeks after the Senate had reconvened in mid-October, the committee had still not reported, leaving South Carolina without full representation in the Senate. Thurman questioned the value of waiting for a committee report since the facts were all on the record, both candidates had submitted statements, and neither wished to call witnesses. Because the full Senate would want to discuss the case anyway, he thought the debate should start as soon as possible. He chided his colleagues for their failure to work diligently to find solutions to the three contested elections facing the Senate at that time. The new chairman of the Privileges and Elections Committee, Bainbridge Waldley, Republican of New Hampshire, responded that although the full Senate had been holding brief daily sessions, the committee had been putting in long hours on two election cases from Louisiana, see Case 63, which had been referred to it before the Butler-Corbin case. He suggested that Thurman's eagerness to remove the South Carolina case from the committee might indicate that there was something in the case which will not bear the scrutiny of the committee. Waldley, who had succeeded to the chairmanship after the death of Oliver Morton, Republican of Indiana, on November 1st, observed that he and the other Senate Republicans had not yet had a chance to study the issues involved in order to make an informed decision between the two claimants. On November 26th, Committee Chairman Waldley, having in the interim looked into the Corbin-Butler case, reminded the Senate that a special committee sent to South Carolina to investigate the 1876 election was due to produce a report very soon. The evidence collected by that committee, Waldley declared, supported Republican Corbin's position and implicated Democrat Butler in some of the violence and intimidation, so that, quote, his path to this chamber is slippery with blood, unquote. Thus, he contended there was ample reason for the Privileges and Elections Committee to review the case. Waldley then insisted on having the clerk read to the Senate excerpts from the evidence gathered by the committee investigating the situation in South Carolina, particularly portions regarding a massacre of black militiamen that occurred in the town of Hamburg in July 1876. Some testimony regarding the incident at Hamburg, 
indicated that M.C. Butler had been a leader of the white mob that fired on the town armory where members of the black militia were taking shelter, and later murdered a number of militiamen when they tried to escape. Black witnesses were convinced that the idea was to kill the principal black men of the area and intimidate enough black voters to enable the Democrats to carry the election. According to Waldley, quote, Mr. Corbin contends that in two counties in South Carolina at the last election, there was such an enormous amount of violence, intimidation, and crime from the date of this Hamburg massacre up to the time of the election that nobody who wished to vote the Republican ticket could feel safe in so doing, unquote. This intimidation of black voters led the Republican legislature to invalidate the election in two South Carolina counties. Without the representatives who claimed election from those counties, the Wallace House that elected Butler would have had no quorum. In a lengthy session that continued all night and into the next day, November 27th, Democratic senators countered by demanding that Butler's testimony to the special committee be read as well. Butler had told the committee that he saw no evidence of violence during the election campaign, as the Democratic candidates sought the support of black voters. He did, however, acknowledge that at his precinct in one of the disputed counties, five or six hundred black citizens were prevented from voting. Regarding the Hamburg massacre, Butler complained that he had been unfairly treated in Governor Chamberlain's report on the incident. He had been in the town when the riot began, but soon saw that he could not control the white mob and therefore left before the murders took place. Finally, a closely divided Senate voted 29 to 27 in favor of Thurman's motion and discharged the Privileges and Elections Committee from further consideration of the credentials. Although the vote was generally along party lines, two Republicans, John J. Patterson of South Carolina and Simon B. Conover of Florida, joined the Democrats in voting for the discharge. Both offered lengthy explanations of their action in response to charges from their party colleagues regarding possible corrupt bargains for their vote. Patterson, known as Honest John, had been charged in South Carolina with bribing legislators in his 1872 election. Rumor and a newspaper story claimed that in return for Patterson's support, Butler had promised the senator would not be prosecuted. Patterson, however, assured the Senate that he was simply representing his constituents, since both Democrats and Republicans in South Carolina now wanted Butler to be seated. On November 30, 1877, the Senate voted 29 to 28 to seat M.C. Butler, but that action did not conclude the controversy. On December 13th, Angus Cameron, Republican of Wisconsin, 
presented David Corbin's petition for a review of his right to the seat, which was eventually referred to the Privileges and Elections Committee on March 26, 1878. After taking nearly a year to review the complicated South Carolina election, the committee issued a majority and a minority report on February 4, 1879. The committee's Republican majority determined that in the November 1876 election, the members of the state Senate were duly elected and that body legally organized. The report also found that on December 12th and 13th, 1876, the Senate and the Mackey House, consisting of 59 Republicans, voted for U.S. Senator and elected David T. Corbin. Governor Chamberlain signed Corbin's credentials before leaving office on December 14th. On December 19th, the Wallace House, composed of 57 Democratic representatives, plus eight from the two counties where the election was invalidated because of violence, elected M.C. Butler as U.S. Senator. The state Senate as a body never participated in this latter election, although 11 of its members did. The committee majority noted that the Wallace House appeared to recognize that it had no legal standing, for it never attempted to pass any legislation or take official action other than electing a U.S. senator. In addition, the majority declared that since Corbin was elected on December 12th, there was no vacancy in the office of U.S. Senator when Butler was elected on December 19th. The Butler election was completely invalid because the state Senate did not participate, and the Wallace House had no quorum when it held the election for Butler. The Mackey House, on the other hand, had had a quorum of the 116 House members certified as elected, even if not of the 124 members authorized by the state constitution. Citing numerous precedents for accepting this approach, the committee majority therefore concluded that Corbin had been duly elected. In a minority report, the three committee Democrats argued that the matter had been finally settled by the Senate's decision in November 1877 to seat Butler since the body had also reviewed information from Corbin at that time. Since then, Corbin had presented no new facts, and there were thus no grounds for reopening the inquiry. They stressed as crucial the point that the Mackey House did not have a quorum of all 124 House members when it elected Corbin. Having been in the Senate for more than a year, Butler had accumulated sufficient support among his colleagues that on February 25, 1879, a resolution to consider the report of the committee failed on a vote of 25 to 36, and he retained his seat. Conclusion Corbin's claims suffered not only from the narrowness of the Republican margin in the Senate, 
but also from the backlog of cases that prevented the Privileges and Elections Committee from moving promptly to investigate the election, thus providing the opportunity for Butler's supporters to discharge the matter from committee and press for an immediate Senate vote. The Senate debate then focused on Butler's fitness to serve, depending on what his role had been in the Hamburg massacre, rather than directly on the election. Only when Corbin subsequently insisted did the committee carefully examine the events of the election. By the time the committee majority decided that Corbin had in fact been elected, the Senate was unwilling to reopen the matter. On February 28, 1879, David Corbin withdrew his claim to the seat, and on March 3rd, he was reimbursed $10,000 for his expenses in contesting the election. In 1882, the Senate granted M.C. Butler $3,500 to cover the costs of his defense. Butler served in the Senate until 1895. Upon completion of his senatorial career, he practiced law in Washington, D.C., and then participated in the Spanish-American War. Butler died in Washington in 1909. End of Case 66 and of Section 68